0: Here we go. This is it. This is episode 276 of No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host. Circle of Heat let us uh, play the music there at the beginning. As always, thanks, guys. With me this week, I think it's five times, Sean. It's Sean Patton. Yeah. yeah. Or Damn. four. I was four was or five. Th- I was
1: trying to think of what the 276, and I just had like a flashback of memories. What does memories. it mean to you? I <laughs> know. No, we'll have memories of you being like, this is episode uh, 207, and then this episode 188, you know, and then... Because I think the first one I did was episode 87, and I don't know that for sure, but... No.
0: <coughs> Excuse me. The first one you did that yeah. I will never go back to... Because I listen back to, to them sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Especially when someone's going to come back. Like, mm-hmm. I listened to the, our last one in the last 24 hours. I listened to it again. Holy the smokes. first one we did together was yeah. episode 4. Oh seriously! I won't go back to that. I can't imagine. I don't even Jesus. know what we. I don't. I'm. I'm afraid to go back to listen to that. I assume you don't go back listening to your old first uh, month of stand up.
1: No, I mean, even though if I did, I would know, I'm confident there'd be something in there. If like maybe just like a word I could use, <laughs> like oh wow, uh, um, juxtapose. I don't use that word enough <laughs> anymore. But the rest of that bit, trash. I'm no. I'm like straight up like. There was a show in New York where uh, you have to – I forget what it's called, but it's a really good show run by two fantastic comedians named Will Miles and Julia Rossi. And they – you have to bring in your earliest recorded set, visual recording set. Oh, okay. And audio audio as well. But your first, like, filmed set and play it, you perform first. You do 10 minutes. And then you play that. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, So the audience sees you good now. Yeah. And you have to have been doing stand-up. I think they say you. they want you to have been doing stand-up for at least seven years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That can, yeah.
0: In that case, it's not like two months prior.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see no improvement. <laughs> exactly. Because there are definitely some wonder kids out there who are like three years into stand-up and just great already, you know, yeah. they figure it out. But like, um, or really good, you know, like, but... Uh, I like how that's my like veteran's ego coming in right at the last minute. Like they're really good. I like that yeah. at three years. <laughs> now they're a couple. They're a couple prodigies, but um, but I like was like sure I'll do that, and then I got a hold of a set that was recorded by me on VHS C. Okay, what is that? that was you, the the mini vhs
0: oh for like the uh, yeah so you, yeah you had to uh, when i
1: started that's what you shot a camera what you shot was onto a vhs c tape that was like the most modern version of technology then so that you know that that dates it for you um let's just say uh george w bush was still in office <laughs> right right george w bush not the uh, not the og bush but um and I watched it because I, fa- I like I, I, asked. I just like texted my mom. I was like, "Is there any way? Are there any tapes?" And she's like, "No, actually, yeah, there's a box here, shit, and there are a few." just that, you know, you want me just mail? It? I was like, "Yeah, don't watch any of them. <laughs> I'm not sure what's on there." But and I watched it, and I backed out of the show. I was just like, "I can't." No kidding. I was like I couldn't. I there's no way I could be in the same building as this playing <laughs> as this airing for people. Wow, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I was so fucking bad. Wow. I mean, like, I didn't think I was bad then, but I was just Prince. all. I just, I was so, I could, I could boil it down. I was so insecure about my writing that all, I was just pure energy on stage. Yeah. So like everything, like standing still or just being there like this yeah. and telling, uh, uh, doing a bit, couldn't back then, couldn't do it. I had to be bouncing around animating every single fucking syllable. Yeah. You know, just big running around, a lot of physical, a lot of act out, a lot of big like I like not at all for a second being just me. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I can't I can't I can't. And the, and, and to be honest, the material wasn't horrific, but it was definitely shit that I was like, "Oh god, I really wrote about that back then." What was your – okay, so
0: that was something that was recorded, like, just by you, you know, yeah, that to was so you something, hold on to.
1: I remember I shot that because this was – I mean, the year was 2003. I'd been doing comedy for, like, a year at that point. Okay. And uh, the idea of, like, festivals and YouTube didn't exist yet. Sure. You know? And the idea of, like, festivals and things like that were brand fucking spanking new. Like, yeah, there had been Montreal and, like, Aspen had been around. Yeah, but, oh, like yeah. You know, that was it. And other comedians just be like, yeah, man, you should have a tape to just, like, to send. Yeah. To who knows? To bookers? Who knows? I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm ready. That's why I made it. It was like a five-minute set at an open mic, and it was just like, Jesus Christ. Do you remember sending it to anybody? I do. I do. Um, And I never—I couldn't remember who exactly because I never heard back from them. I guarantee that. Like, it was just—oh, God. But it was— comedy also wasn't popular back then. I know how that sounds like but it's true. Like, I know I know what you're saying. No yeah. one gave a shit about comedy in like till like I I would say this current comedy boom didn't really start until our, like 2008 2010 somewhere in that window. Mhm. You know? But like yeah, 2003 no one gave a shit. No. No, yeah. I agree. Stand up was like a, a you were like, "Oh, that you, you do stand up?" Like it was something people weren't savvy on really. It mm-hmm. was like Oh, do you like, like, I remember back then it was like, you like Bill Hicks, who'd been dead f- for 11 years? It was like, Bill Hicks was, like, on the edge, man. It was like, yeah, he's so on the edge, he's been dead for yeah. How about a current decade. reference? Yeah, but back then it was like, if you were into comedy, it was like, it's kind of special when mm-hmm. you meet people who are like, I'm into comedy, because it was also like, the internet was in its baby stages, which, you know, this will date this podcast. Unfortunately, today they fucking repealed net neutrality. So, no, they did. You know, it might go back to that, but, uh, you know, you didn't, you, it was hard to, like, find good comedy. You had to watch Comedy Central. That was your only... You know, you're, you're absolutely right, because yeah. I, I can go back through, I'm just
0: going to my head through the, my collection of, you know, like, out CDs and tapes and albums. It yeah. was yeah. mid-80s, yeah, and then skipped about 15 years. Yeah. And then got back into
1: it. Yeah. No one, no one... But so much great comedy came because of that. Because, you know, for, for that 15 years, you know, comics were just doing it for the love. And I'm sure, you know, if you were good, you made money and you had a career. Yeah. But it was a career where you were playing to, like, either, you know, fucking, not group on because that didn't exist back then. But, like, <laughs> big group, but you know what I mean? Like, big group dates. Yeah. Or, like, hardcore. The Christmas hardcore, party. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, hardcore, underground, like, savvy. You know, hip audiences yeah, yeah. like 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 how like jazz audiences mm-hmm. almost I imagine. Which sounds pretty uh there's that show right now, god damn it, and I can't remember the name of it. And I'm, uh, M- the Marvelous Misses um the Marvelous Mrs., Mi- mm, Fuck. The Marvelous Misses Something. I can't think of what it's called. Um my girlfriend watches it. it, it it's set the, it, it's on um one of the streaming services. I want I, off the top of my head I'm gonna say Amazon. Sure. And uh, it just came out, and it's really – I've heard it. I've listened to it while she's watching it, and it's, amaz- it's set in the 50s, and it's about a woman who, like, starts doing stand-up. Oh, stand-up! I, yeah, I read, yeah. I, read a, I read a little thing about that. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah, re- yeah, it's really good, and it's really interesting, too, because they do – they had what they call the party circuit, which okay. was a thing back then, and I suppose probably still happens today, um, where people hire comedians – to come to the party and just act as like like they're a party guest, and at some point during the party, just take over the party, what? riffing and telling jokes, and just being like, I mean, like they, I think the people the guests know there's going to be a comedian. Okay. So when it starts happening. It's not like who's this fucking asshole. It's like oh, this must be the comedian, and you just do bits with people, and you.
0: That would be great if their fall yeah.
1: starts all night. You know exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like a one person murder mystery dinner. Yeah. Only without the murder or the mystery or the dinner. Just a one person show. But where you're acting as a guest first. Which is kind of fucking fun. Which if that still exists, did Todd Glass would be like the king of that circuit. You're right. It would Todd Glass would be the fucking Kevin Hart of that like that would be his arenas. Yeah, you're right. You know? He or, doesn't need a stage. Yeah, yeah. Just put him in there and uh oh, that guy's here. And then next thing you know, three hours of just Todd glass bitch. I'd go to, I'd go to every single one of those parties. That'd be great. I'd be like a deadhead. I'd be a glass head. Glass, a glass head. jaw. <laughs> I'd be a glass jaw. I'm a glass jaw. You just you knock, I laugh easy. <laughs> uh, I'm- Todd, if you're listening to this, you know, hit me up, buddy. I'm sure you know he's been on this podcast, so I'm sure ever since then he's been a uh, subscriber. Right, exactly. You know, yeah, Todd. Right. You know what they say about Todd Glass? Everything he does, he then becomes a fan of. <laughs> right, you know? yeah, right. So it's everybody knows that. Everybody realizes that.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, just I don't know wonder if I've ever asked you this before. Uh, what was your first TV appearance? Like the people actually? Well, just your favorite. Oh, my first ever, first TV
1: appearance. Uh, Live at Gotham Comedy Central. Oh, it aired in two thousand two thousand nine. Okay, yeah. So like three minutes, five minutes, fifteen. No, yeah you did. You did. We all did uh, ten, and they cut it down to like five. Okay. And, you know, uh, I'm trying to think who else was on my episode specifically. Oh, Tiffany Haddish. Oh, who? Never heard of her. You mean, yeah, who's had the biggest fear of anybody just about? Who's just blasted off into the stratosphere, which is great for her. She's great. Um, Yeah, she was on it, um, my specific episode. I can't remember. uh, Dave Waite, he was on as well. Fuck, who else? It was five of us. I can't remember the other two. Sorry, other two. Whoever you are,
0: I uh, last night before I went. One last thing I had on TV uh, was Seth Meyers' show, mm-hmm. and then one of his guests was Judd Apatow, who's back doing stand up again.
1: Oh yeah, you see him around? Yeah, and he. Yeah. Have you? Yeah, I said. Uh, uh, when was it? Monday night at the or Sunday night at the cellar? Oh really? Like yeah, a couple of days ago he was he was there. Oh no kidding! Hanging out. He went up and did a set. Yeah,
0: I re- he always comes to mind when you when people start talking about. Oh, I was part of that show, and here's the other people. Because uh, like Andy Kindler yeah. did like that young comedians thing yeah. HBO years ago, and Judd was one of the uh, yeah. performers on
1: that. I mean, Judd, that dude's been around. Like that guy was a producer on the Ben Stiller show. Yeah, you know, like '93 or something. You know, I have that. On, that I have that on DVD. Yeah, no, I do too. Do you really? And 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 that is. The, the show, for what it was at the time, the sketches were really good. They're pretty funny. What was really fucking ridiculous about that show, if you watch it now, if anyone's listening, just it's only one season. Yeah, it's like thirteen episodes. I like how I say, if anyone's listening, <laughs> If anyone at all is hearing this. <laughs> please send food and water to Acme Comedy Club. No, um, the Ben Stiller show. It's only thirteen episodes, but uh, they shot it in a way. To where the public, like, in the idea that the public had no clue how editing worked. <laughs> and to be to be fair, probably far less than they, the people do today. But do you remember that? Because, like, there were little interstitials in between the bits. Oh, yeah. And it would be, like, Ben Stiller and, like, Andy Dick ordering a hot dog and Ben being like, this is Andy, one of the cast members. And Andy Dick being, like, a normal person, you know, before, oh. before fame warped him into a fucking cartoon character. Yeah. And you know and they'd be talking and Ben would be like so we got a fun clip to show you and Andy Dick would be like oh no we're going to show a different clip actually Ben and Ben would be like what do you mean and he's like just roll the clip and then it would cut to like Ben Stiller I think this is almost verbatim like Ben Stiller like singing into like a hairbrush in a public bathroom yeah. something in the early 90s was hilariously hilariously embarrassing and then it would cut back to Andy laughing and Ben being like what you just showed that as if all TV were live right, in the right. moment, and complete, I can't believe they did this. Yeah, completely linear, <laughs> and they did it over and over again. But like that show, I mean, you had Andy Dick, Janine Garofalo, yeah. fucking Bob Odenkirk. Yes, you know what I mean. And Judd Apatow was mm-hmm. like the producer. It's, it's crazy. But that was also at a time where people were starting to not give a shit, or the pop, the big comedy was ceasing to be popular around that. What was? Comedy. Oh yeah. That was like after the bus. That was mm-hmm. when, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk about uh, how the week's been going so far. It's
0: Thursday. Mm-hmm. So you got you uh two shows so far, Tuesday, Wednesday?
1: Yeah, they, they, it's it's as always um, this club's the best. Uh I was here last night, by the way. Were you? Mhm. Yeah, it was a good show. It was a fun one. Yeah. Um I think I went I think I ran the light, um which is fine on Thursday, yeah, Lord Wednesday. What do you care? I like, I like to care. I mean, la I, I like to, uh, I like to, you know, not I, I feel like no matter how, the idea of like the Chappelle four hour set type thing, or like the anyone doing that that length of, I don't care how fucking great of a comedian you are. I don't, have, I could be the greatest fucking comedian in the world. At a certain point, you you got to factor in like audience fatigue. Yeah. comes in to play, and something, you have an amazing 45-minute-to-hour set that will immediately be forgotten if you go and hit the fucking two-hour mark and the past 45 minutes have been you just meandering through, like, you know what I mean? Like, just up there, like, you know, crowd work. Crowd work, everything. Everything gets boring at 90 minutes. You know what I mean? Except for, like, you know, movies where – Ben some not all movies, not all movies stay that interesting when they're that long, for you sure. know what I mean like it's it's a I feel like if you expect your audience to have respect for you as a performer, have respect for them as an audience, you know, and like give them what they fucking came to see uh on your terms on you know which I do, but don't fucking hold them hostage for christ's sake for people that yeah?
0: like for you, when is the light coming on to give you what? What should be going your in your head? What should be going off in your head when you see the light? That I have five more minutes. That I should have stopped a minute ago.
1: I tell them to give me, uh, you know, when I'm when I'm headlining, I tell them to give me a light at 40 minutes. Okay. That way, if this if it's like a fucking weird, if it's not my favorite headlining set, I got only got five more minutes. Okay. Or if it's a great and it's an awesome set and everything's going well, at most I'll hit an hour. Yeah. But I I at that point I'm like it's not. I won't push it over an hour. Okay. Like that's just like, cause I've seen that. And I've been I've been witness to that. I've been witness to comedians having like a fucking amazing forty five minute just knock down, drag out, fucking put the belt on it. That set was amazing. And but they but they but they go to like an hour and fifteen. Yeah. And that last fifteen minutes is just brutal. And they've earned everyone's sort of like attention. So people are waiting it out, but people are now sitting back. Arms are crossing, you see heads start to tilt to one side or the other. Yeah, people are fucking tired, (laughs) you know what I mean? Uh huh. These people start walking out, and then it's like, What are you doing? Why? And I get it, I've been in that situation where it's like, I just want to keep on performing. It's like, Well, then do it, we'll go to the next set. Yeah, you know, hey, I want to, I want you, if you could repeat what you were saying right before we
0: started recording, we were looking out, we're at the club here. Just us, empty
1: seats. Yeah. Uh,
0: What were you saying about the setup of the club here?
1: The setup of the club here, very few other clubs, in fact, no other clubs I can think of do like this, uh, where it's just seats. Just no table. The tables are all tiny little half tables that you couldn't, like two people couldn't eat food on. No, they're literally
0: just a little bit bigger than the menu, the drink menu that comes around. I
1: would call these espresso tables. There you go. I would call these tea tables. They're little. But all the chairs are facing forward. Yep. You're not facing each other. You're not... I don't know why so many clubs still do, like, the long cafeteria-style table bullshit. That's fucking terrible. Yeah. It's just because the moment... you That's another thing. Respect for the audience. Like, they're going to be sitting there for a minimum of 90 minutes for the whole show. Yeah. Like, and if you've got to sit with your head craned to one side or the other because of the way... Because you, you're sitting at a table facing the other people... And then you got to sit with your head crane. Even if you move your chairs, then you're just – it's just not comfortable. Like, this is (coughs) – excuse me. This is very comfortable. Like, you can tell the audience is, like, settled in. Yeah. And, like, focused, and it helps. That's why this club's the best.
0: I went to the Comedy Cellar. I've been there once, and it was 10 years ago. Yeah, probably. Did the tables – still fa- I remember being so excited to go there mm-hmm. and it was a great experience but where i was sat you yeah. know it was like uh, I, oh, yeah. had, I had to turn
1: 45 degrees it's to still, look at the stage they still have that like th- that that i th- one of the great things about the cellar is that i guarantee since you've gone nothing's changed okay and one of the worst things about the cellar is i guarantee that since you've gone nothing's, nothing's changed. changed so That's it's like it. i mean the best and seriously, I mean that. Like, that's some of the—it's awesome because, oh, it's fucking—they they they, it, they adhere to the principle of, like, put good shit on that stage. Uh, and, of course, big stars are going to drop in because it's packed with fans. And it's a great, small, intimate room. And it's—they just police the audience. And you go on stage, and you've got that 140 people, but they're crammed in that tiny room. And you've got their attention. It's awesome. But— at the same time, it's like, well, but what if you got some of these tables out of here and yeah. just sat people facing forward and fit 20 more people in here and, you know?
0: How often do you do shows at
1: a, at a club where people can eat during the performance? Most most clubs. Really? I'd say 90%, 95% of comedy clubs. It's that many? Yeah, easily. Really? Easily. I can only think of two comedy clubs that don't serve food in the showroom. This, this club and co- Comedy on State in Madison. Yeah. Which, coincidentally, that's like... My one-two right there. Those are my two favorite clubs. Yeah, I've heard you say that before. But, like, they're, they, I'd say 95% of comedy clubs still serve food. No kidding. Just right there in the goddamn, it's such a, it's such a disheartening moment, right? Yeah, how do you get around somebody's uh, fork? Buddy. I gotta get that last piece of lettuce. I mean, uh, I should, you should start asking this question on every podcast. Like, I don't have, but I can't think of what. I'll just I'll t- I'll describe it for you, okay? And, and and you can think of the segment title, okay? But like, there's there's one of these moments that I hate so much in a club is you know you, as a work as a comic you take you take club dates sometimes that you go into it slightly with your guard up. Okay. You know the club has a reputation, or you've done it before. You just know it's not gonna you're gonna work a little bit. It's not gonna a hundred percent be you at your freest mm-hmm. you know um uh the case in point most of the improvs you know which is probably the last major comedy club chain left in the u.s yeah i think there's maybe 25 of them in the u.s uh i only do maybe 10 of those because uh, a lot of them are fucking garbage okay you know a lot of them it's like what do you what do you want to happen here do you want comedy or do you want it to be a restaurant? Some of those, some some improvs, it's like, why don't you just play clips, you know, or, or play like, or put like fucking a Martin Lawrence stand-up special oh, no. on a big screen and let the people eat and talk amongst themselves while they watch the fucking special. That like bad. They, it, it's like, yeah, like, why, why, why do you even want a, a live human being to get up there with the with their craft and their art form yeah. to share with these fucking Neanderthals who have no interest in anything outside of their very tiny, very certain comfort zone, you know, mm-hmm. but that being said, there are some great ones as well. There are some that are really good, but sometimes you 're doing these improvs or and i don 't want to just throw just the improvs under the bus, but they know that that com- that comedy club chains knows it 's got some improvs like the Tampa Florida improv, which is a fucking shithole. A shithole nightmare, awful (laughs) club, and I feel sorry for everyone who works there because they're all really nice, friendly, awesome people, but they're forced to uphold this corporate fucking mandate that doesn't allow that club to get better. And then there are improvs like the Addison Improv in Dallas, Texas, in the neighborhood of Addison, which is an exceptional comedy club. Ami- amazing, just the way it's run, the, but but they're all individually owned and operated like franchises. Okay, so the Addison Improv is an amazing, the Denver Improv, great Improv, the fucking um, Orlando. You wouldn't think that the Orlando Improv because it's on like a, it's on like a. You ever been in Orlando, Florida? Yeah, it's like you know, it's on that one strip. Uh, I think it's actually called Business Highway. It might be. It's something like the International international Highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's all just distractions. It's just like indoor skydiving, go-kart racing, putt-putt, a Hooters across from a Hooters, (laughs) Uh, you know, fucking duck hunting, live duck hunting, but not really, animated, animated live duck hunting, Uh, (laughs) you know, fucking Dave and Busters, and then an improv. Yeah. You know, and you're like, so you're shocked that anyone shows up to see the shows but I've done that club a couple of times and it's really fucking good. They they do a good job like controlling their arms. Anyway, By the way,
0: Disney probably just bought it this morning. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And there's, so it a, won't be cool anymore. In a few I can't wait till Disney and Netflix merge. And it's just the the they just own everything. We happen. can't even legally call it TV or movies anymore. It's just called Are you gonna go see a Disney? <laughs> no, I'm gonna sit at home and watch a Netflix. Okay, cool. But um there's a moment when you're on stage at a club like like a like a, so let's go in somewhere in between like a you know South Beach Improv or something which I think is closed but you're on the and you're on stage and they're you know you've got the audience going and at bad club at clubs that aren't Acme or you know certain clubs I find there's always a nucleus table right there's, and they're always usually within sight but there's always a table that you can see. Is really enjoying you, even if everyone else is not. Okay. Even on those weird nights. Yeah. And sometimes even on those great nights, you can always tell. There's one table that's really, you know, that's in you a little bit more than everyone else. Okay. Right. And you're like, fuck yeah, and you know that's your like. To me, that's like my pinpoint. You know, that's like my. Whenever I have to, I will play to them. If I, Would this
0: be like the woman that was sitting over here last night
1: uh, oh, that, that you the cl- called the, cl- the clitoris of the, cr- of the clitoris st- of the audience? <laughs> I mean, she was. Like, seriously, like, you made her laugh and the entire area laughed. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was great. Uh Uh-huh. But, yeah, exactly. You get a table, and they're just in you, and you're like, okay, at at worst, I've got them. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, you see the waiter bring a fucking tray of tater tachos and a chicken sandwich, you know, and, like, a pizza. Oh, good, fajitas. Exactly, and a quesadilla, and... It's all lost. No matter—like tr- you as much as they can. Oh, yeah. Like you as much as they do. They are now eating. And sure, they're watching, and they're tr- they're trying to, like, politely laugh with sure. their face f- fucking jammed full of s- melted cheese. Oh, yeah. You but, can't help but be distracted. But they're distracted, and you know—it's like, no! You feel alone again. And you have to, like—well, rest of the audience. Uh, now you guys. And, you know I mean— that's and that's only fair because you should be playing. You should be trying to get the entire sure. audience involved. But it's like moments like that happen at every club that serves food. And there's something I there's something I am weary of a, a group when they show up and order a goddamn spread at a comedy show. <laughs> yeah, it's like what are you doing? Go to fucking like make a plans to for an extra forty five minutes Before. go to a fucking Chipotle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, what do you, why? <laughs> why do you need all of this? I agree. Like, you understand the concept of enjoying humor is laughing. It need, It's necessary for everyone involved. The audience, for you to enjoy it, for the comedian to fucking feel a connection, laughter. And laughter's hindered when you're just fucking slamming. Shit in your fucking face! Has there ever been a medical emergency of somebody choking? In this, while um, you were on stage. The only medical emergency I've I've ever experienced on stage did not involve choking. I think the guy, uh, I think the guy, like uh, what's like ruptured. I think he had an appendix rupture. Oh no! Because uh, he was fine. He like got up and walked out, but it was very abrupt and very sudden. And everyone was just sort of like, "Whoa!" And like there was a waitress with like. Uh, You know, at the train She was like, excuse me It was like a thing of like Oh, hey, buddy Uh Whoa. But then we just I just kept performing And then afterwards They are like, yeah, that guy Like, got out and Was like, please c- Could you call 911, please? And was like, in pain And like, grabbing his side It was like, oh, man Well, hopefully I like to hope It was, was
0: laughter-induced I
1: like to hope that <laughs> Right? <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's Gonna rupture anyway yeah, right <coughs> Can I just take credit? Um but I've had like, you know, I've had I've had fights break out where people entire fists. Ch- oh yeah, Entire really? Yeah, entire chunks get thrown out. You know, entire like, oh, they're throwing out that whole wing. Those usually happen though at like shittier clubs, right? And I know like even great clubs like this place. I mean, I've done this place. This is my Jesus. I think this is my eighth time. But but like there's been but there's been dud audience members in here as well, sure they they show up everywhere, you know like they they are it's it's an inevitability that you're gonna get one to four people minimum per show who just don't get it, yeah, they never truly understand what they were signing up for, you know I don't know what i and it's interesting, like I don't know I, I would actually love to do a podcast with those audience members. Start a podcast where, as people are walking out of the show, someone's out there to catch them going. Why are you leaving? And yeah. they explain why. And you're like, okay. Would you be willing to come back, you know, tomorrow and do a podcast with the comedian? <laughs> oh, because I would like to know what people's. Cause I get it. Sometimes you go and you like watch. You like, oh, I don't that that bit's kind of hacky or whatever. That's, sure, I don't think he's doing a joke about how women should give hand jobs. Uh, if it, at least if they don't. You know i uh, I've heard bits like this where it's like oh if you if a girl doesn't drop the boyfriend bomb within the first hour, she at least owes you a hand job, and as me watching that, I'm like that's a fucking stupid joke unless she's ignorant. I get that, yeah, but sometimes people are just like it's almost like the the like the whole thing offends them like it's not a specific bit, it's not a specific riff or a a moment with the crowd it's like the whole idea of that person being on stage to that audience member or members is suddenly like nope yeah not into that and to those people i would just love to know like what were you expecting now okay let's let's let's
0: play this out let's say that does happen okay. um would you be doing that just to get the information to use it for yourself or would you also be like let me convince you on why you were wrong, both, and let me and give me another chance, both. or give this comic another chance, both.
1: Whoever, yeah. both. I think for the for the good of like the art form itself, and for my own personal, <laughs> just something like, what were you really? What did you want? Yeah. When you were like, I'm going to go see a comedian. Like, did you? Were you hoping it would be someone famous? Even though the tickets and the fucking bill, the flyers were clearly not right anyone famous. Yeah. Were you? You're ho- not Kevin Hart. Yeah, exactly. But even though it didn't say Kevin Hart. And it didn't – and the ticket's only $15. I still hoped Kevin Hart would just (laughs) materialize. Um, You know, did you want – because I think some people go to – here's – you know what? In fact, I I know this. I think a lot of people go to shows because they want to be, quote, unquote, roasted. Sure. Like, they want that. Mm Mm-hmm. And – it sucks, cause it's cause then it's like no that. Cause, look, I mean, I, I'm gonna say this. I don't. I'm not. I don't speak for every comedian out there, but that shit is fucking boring and not fun to you know? do. It's not. It's it's interesting for about ten minutes, and then it just becomes repetition. Okay, because the moment you try and bring it to another level, change pace, go out anywhere out. The moment you decide to get. "Quote unquote weird." With it. you're now, it's no, it's no longer a comfort zone for them. People are because in that moment they're comfortable being shit on if they want that. Yeah, they're they're in this like yes, they're the star of the night, and then it's just about them, and they're usually not that interesting of a person.
0: What if they try to be funny?
1: I mean, oh god, <laughs> oh god, Did my oh, skin change your color? Face. <laughs> Well, because that happens a lot, and you know what? Here's the th- here's the truth. When Crowd work is killing. It's mostly because the entire audience is laughing out of being uncomfortable. They're not. They don't truly find uh, the moment where. What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a nurse. Oh yeah, uh, you, uh, a gynecologist. A gynecologist. Could you call nurse? Or whatever fucking dumb, that was a terrible example. I'm trying to shit on crowd work, and here I am just fucking <laughs> lampooning the example. But you know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> yeah. oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from uh, St. Paul. Yeah, I could smell it on you. Right. Like, is that that fucking funny? No, but the, the audience is going to die laughing out of uh, out of the moment of like, ha, it's right? It's a subconscious thing. I swear to God, like, the audience will die laughing in those moments because they just don't want it to get w- awkward. Yeah. Right, and it's not that funny, and you don't remember it, and it's not it 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 belittles the art form to assume that that's the best of it, right? Even the best quote unquote crowd work comedians out there, the shit is desi- by design. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. And there, and there are some like like Big J Okerson, I think, is a pure Jedi of crowd work. Ian Bag, I haven't seen Ian in a while, but yes, I remember what I remember of Ian. Same thing. But both of those guys, I mean, Jay I know more, He's those are jokes he, he's written. He right. writes a lot of material, and he just frames it in a crowd work, in a casual, conversational way. And it to everyone watching, it looks like it's all in the moment, and it's fucking brilliant. Yep. You know? uh, Pardo's a good one, too. Pardo's a good one, too. But it's like that's a crafted, honed skill. It's why they're so good at mm-hmm. it, right? And a lot of it, if you watch their show enough, you will start to see, like, oh, that's, you know, like they, they've they've— They know where they're going with it. Right, right. But those moments where, like, you fucking... You say something to an audience member. Five minutes of just back and forth. Huge laughs all the way around. Those are great little moments. You enjoy those. But the moment when the fucking audience member then wants to extend it throughout the entire show. Yeah. This is what I'm coming... to. Let me be clear. This is the moment I'm truly going after. I'm not shitting on the craft of crowd work itself. There is a craft involved. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about when the audience member... It's now been so much about them that they want it to stay about them, yeah. and they now they want to chime in, yeah. and now they truly think, quote unquote, that they are helping you, and they are not. They are not helping you. You are helping them. Yeah. All right. You could do. You could fucking any any comedian worth their fucking could do this. Night after night, over and over again, this fucking person could never recreate this moment on their own. Oh, good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, very could good. Could never. Point. You fights interchangeable. Get mm-hmm. that fucking guy out of there. Put the next guy in. We could do this again. All right. Cannot happen the other way around. And it's it sucks. It sucks so bad because it's like just let it go, dude. We've gotten we got through everything already. Your limp penis. Your shitty job. Your uh, or, or or even if it's other things like oh you're a neuroscientist. Oh, you're you live in a nice house. Oh, what's it like having so much money, or whatever? Oh, you're a bachelorette. Right. Oh, you went to college for communications, but you're bad at communicating. Whatever the fun we had was, <laughs> let it go now. Yeah. Let's move on. And oh. let's. I want
0: to talk about the material you're doing now.
1: Yeah. I mean, now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I don't want to give anything away because yeah. people need to come see your show. I will say, how can I say this? You do a thing right now. Yeah, as I'm telling you, I'm telling to tell you what you do. I would love to know. You, I would love to know your opinion. The first of all, last night was hilarious. Thank you. As Thank good you. as ever. Thank you. Um, we were on the way. I came with my wife, and she asked, "Is he going to do jokes that we know?" And I went, "Whoa." Does that? Why are you asking that? Because huh. you're like, uh, I'm like, things can be. We can hear him twice, third time, and they'll still be funny. And uh. I don't. And she goes, no, 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 I'm right. No, no, you're right. I'm just curious if you know. And I don't know if you did repeat anything that I'd heard before. But. Probably. F- probably. Yeah. Uh, I didn't come to the show last year.
1: So yeah. maybe if anything. You we'll son before. of a bitch. I know, uh, right? You. I walk off right I'm, now. <laughs> it's, we're over, Severson.
0: I'll pull my calendar out and show you what yeah. I was busy with. Um, The part of your material where you're talking about it's guys, something that guys do during sex. Oh, yeah, yeah. My wife was crying, <laughs> wiping away tears. Sean, she was laughing so hard, yeah. which only means that she must have seen me uh, in one of those oh yeah. descriptions or any man. And <laughs> uh, I
1: mean, clearly, your wife's never been with any other well, man. No, right? no, of course. Yeah. yeah. Why would you even? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, thanks, thanks, man. I mean, yeah, it's
0: you know, it's crying. It, yeah, thank literally you. wiping away tears, and I noticed it. Didn't say anything during the show because I uh, respect the uh, right. what's going on. But we get in the car uh, on the way home, we start talking about it. She's like, "Honey, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. That's that a, stuff. That's, that's a good feeling. Yes. Thank you.
1: Um, that's also, I mean, that uh, you actually made me remember something that happened here last year." of all places here, right here in the front row. Because I did an earlier, ver- ver- earlier version of the bit. Um, last night, I have a, I had a I have a I have a, I have some material where I talk about Jesus. Yeah. Right? You heard it last night. Oh, yeah. Now, last year, I was doing that, and it was a far less developed version. Okay. But still along the same lines. Yeah, I definitely didn't come last right. year. Okay. And right here in this front row, there was a couple who the entire night, to my uh, knowledge— had been enjoying the show. And then during that bit, she was getting very to her boyfriend, uh getting very just like snappy and like and like louder and louder. And finally I like gave her the floor, was like, hello. And she just let me have it, because I was talking about Jesus. No. Right. And there was a table over here to the back left wing who had been into the show all night. Um uh a table of a table of like 90s like roller derby style lesbians, okay. who are an almost perfect comedy audience. Something about lesbians makes their their sense of humor is just better. I don't know what it is. They just well, I don't know if yeah. you were paying
0: attention, but before you came out last yeah. night, Greg Coleman called someone. Oh, really? Out, out in the audience that. Probably fit that description Yeah And she laughed really I hard I mean they just
1: it's, Really hard It's impressive And he like, was like
0: You know You know And yeah. she just shook her head Like yeah right. you're right
1: But they were awesome And they were into the show And they boo. They like Started Good Vocally giving them shit I was like no 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 Hold on hold on Let's hear her out Okay And she said the same thing Anyone says when they get offended By Jesus material It's basically just the fact That you are talking About Jesus They stopped listening To what you were saying mm-hmm. You know they, they just they just know you were talking about Jesus. And we had a interaction. I was very polite about it because I don't – I truly don't believe in going down hard on anyone unless they really ask for it, unless they really – go like, I, I'll let them throw the first punch. Sure. And what she did was definitely not a punch. You know what I mean? So I, like, heard her out. I was like, that's very uh, – you know. I forgot exactly what I said, but I know it was something along the lines of, I respect that, uh, but I'm still going to finish the bit. And then the audience applauded, so I knew I had them. You know, It's like, well, now they're now this couple's feeling awkward because their only option is leave yeah. or just sit there and take it because they're in the front. Yeah, we're never sitting in front again. Yeah, and I just performed. I did the bit. I finished it, and it fucking, I thought I got a good reaction, and I said goodnight. And I guarantee they never— came back or went to another comedy show again. Oh I even God. And Derek, the manager here, I it was Derek or maybe it was Eric. Ha, I just realized. I just realized that. Derek and Eric. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Why aren't we animating that? <laughs> but I think, I actually, I think it was Eric uh, where I was like, hey, uh, just can we watch out for that dude? Because he looked, the couple times I looked down at him, he had pure fucking blood in his eyes. Oh, no. Yeah, he was... He was he was mad. Oh. Not only that I was talking about his Lord and Savior, but you were
0: offending his gal. But that
1: I did defended his girl and did not kowtow to her. Yeah, you know? which so, he probably does. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So I just I yeah, it was definitely Eric. I was like, just can we be on the lookout for the, if that guy's still hanging out after the show because oh, wow. <laughs> he'll definitely he'll throw a punch or something. Uh-huh. But he wasn't there. But mm. <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a that's a sensitive. Religion is a sensitive-ass subject.
0: I I mean, you brought that up before uh, I—that was my next question. What kind of reaction you're getting from some of the religious stuff. Anybody else coming
1: up to you, like, after the shows? I mean, I've never never really— Jesus is definitely, like, the one that— And some people just heard right then, that was the end of the sentence for them. Jesus is definitely the one. All right, turn it off. He said everything. He said the truth. Comedians do speak truth. That's what some people— Holy Rollers who listen to this podcast would say. Um, yeah, it's it can be touchy, especially if you're just... But I don't think I ever, like, shit on Jesus. That's not what I... That's not my intention when, yeah. I, when I write bits about material. I'm just... I try and humanize him. You know, I try and, you know...
0: Oh, completely. Because you know? I've heard it. I can say, yeah, yeah. Very humanizing.
1: And that's another thing they can't fucking handle. And, you know, religion... Look, I don't... I do not like religion. Across the board. I just do not like it. I think if there really is out there the equivalent of a god and a devil, I think religion is the devil's masterpiece. It is a beautiful... Like, if if there were an enemy for that sort of thing, the devil would just win it year after year. And again, Satan for religion! (laughs) It would just every fucking year sweep the the belief awards because it is incredible how it divides. Which network would host that? Um, the Lifetime Channel, which exists. I just realized, or did? I don't know. It does. Yeah, but it's 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 an amazing thing. It divides. It is a completely divisive thing. Oh yeah. Like it. And I know some religions are far more chill about it, but most are like Catholicism uh, is a, Christianity. I mean, like they 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 do not believe that all people are created equal and i'm sure like look i i've never read the quran haters of muslims so i don't know but i'm sure it's in there as well like but it all uh, to my knowledge every religion has a this is why those people are bad you- uh in there and it's not that's fucking insane and, like, our, this is why your God is the only God and all other gods are a lie. And, like, it just divides all these people who are seeking the same fucking thing, right, uh, a reason, uh, something to believe in. Every They all, whether it be a, a Muslim, a Christian, a fucking uh, uh, Hasidic Jew. Scientologist. Uh, Scientologist, even, even, you could say, the hardcore ones that really believe that bullshit. Yeah, you know. bullshit. Um, they all, Lutheran, they all want to believe in a higher power for guidance and to be better people. Yet they all hate one another or just don't acknowledge one another because their religions tell them that they're all wrong. Right. Or the other ones are wrong. I mean, I'm talking mwah, mwah devil. If you wrote if you exist and you wrote that, that shit is go it's the wire. You know, it's like <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. And stands out its own. It's just it's it's
0: timeless. You can just it holds up. Do you notice a difference in like this area versus the South? You know, like where you're from.
1: I you know what's interesting is parts of the South I think are becoming more progressive than the rest of the country. It's crazy to say that out loud, but especially it's true. this week, especially this week. But look, but look what happened. Hey, you know? no, worked out. But like, like a city like Atlanta. I feel you're going to actually find more progressive-minded people in in Atlanta than you will, say, San Francisco. That. Now. Right? Because I believe that, like, while there definitely is a progressive presence, of course, in the Bay Area, there are also people who are so entrenched in the politically correct mindset that they've flipped over on themselves and become conservative again. The kind of people who say shit like, I don't see color. Like, that in itself, is a racist statement. Yeah. It is an ignorance thing to say out loud and to adhere to. Right? In a city like Atlanta... Some of my best friends have no color. Exactly. Some of my best friends are albinos. (laughs)
0: Exactly.
1: You know? Um, But in a city like Atlanta, which is in Georgia, which is not the most progressive-minded fucking state, Atlanta is a beautiful, brilliant, gay, black, multicultural mecca. You know, New Orleans, my hometown, same exact fucking thing. Louisiana is mostly garbage. New Orleans is the last European city left in the United States. Okay. It is beautiful, it is open, it is very progressive minded. It is a very real place. But both of those cities I just named, you drive half an hour outside of, and oh fuck. You know, a place like San Francisco, for example, you still are in California. So that's kind of what it has going for it. Uh, but, I mean, the Midwest up here, I find is one of the more... I, maybe it's Proximity that does it. I'm not sure, but you guys are a lot like Canadians. And I find Canadians, in general, to be the most tolerant audience okay. in the thus far that I've ever performed
0: for. No, no, no. They're taking after
1: us. Yeah, okay, that's what Minnesotans it is. Yes. Minnesotans, yeah. yeah, But no, the Midwest, like, I find the Midwest to be a very, like... With the, you know, there's some exceptions to watch tonight. I'm going to get fucking chased off stage by fucking, you don't talk about Jesus or sex. None of these things are, these are not good. I'm going to get arrested tonight like Lenny Bruce style. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? But um the, I find the Midwest generally people are like a little more, I mean, I, I've said this before, but like, I really do believe that because most of the Midwest is a frozen tundra half the year. Uh, people who live here are forced to be. You're inside a lot more, so you develop personalities, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you and you and you read books, and you sort of like, you know, you're. In, I guarantee the intellect overall of your average, the IQ level of your average Midwesterner versus like your average Southern Californian. And I'm not I'm not saying they're fucking idiots in Southern California. I'm saying they're outdoor people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. There's, and I'm not once again not saying outdoor people are stupid. I'm saying you don't read as many books. That's all I'm saying. And I'm once again by books <laughs> now. But uh, but you know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's, it's I feel like here people are like you develop personalities and you you read and you 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 see what else is going we on. We
0: read You're, our books outside here. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And so the people, the audiences in the Midwest, I find are a little more open than most of the country. Yeah. Because even on like the east, I mean, New Good. York is fucking great, and the cities on the East Coast are. I actually think, like, Boston, D.C., Philly, you know, New York gets all the attention on the East Coast. Right. And it's a great city. But those are also awesome cities. And the cities are fucking great. But you get in, like, certain parts of, like, New England, and it's like, oh, I might as well be in, like, a storybook version of Mississippi. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it's just fucking white. Like, Connecticut is the Mississippi of New England. Okay. (laughs) It's just fucking it's either rich white people or poor white trash. It is the same fucking thing in both states. Sure, I get it. You know. Um and yeah there I mean there in the city city parts there's like a there's black people but I guarantee they don't want to be there. Yeah. You know. Um but like there are you know it it it's it, it I don't I guess my point is I'm sorry. I'm rambling now but I don't think ignorance is uh Corralled in one specific area sure, anymore, sure. because it also takes all forms. It also takes uh, all Twitter forms.
0: shows us that ignorance happens everywhere,
1: everywhere, yeah. Or just social media in general, but because yeah. because even like in a city like Portland, Oregon, you'll have you know supremely open-minded, progressive-minded audiences and comedians and great. You also have people who uh, don't understand what being a progressive is, don't understand what being open-minded is, and if they hear anything resembling a short list of buzzwords on that buzzword list, they shut down. Yeah. And they cease to listen. The buzzwords. And they get angry. And it's like, that is ignorant. Yeah. You know, you you claim you are smarter, and by moving to this city, and I'm not, I'm, 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 I, we don't even have to leave it in Portland. We can say Austin. We can say, you know, numerous cities. Sure. Uh, by moving to one of these cities, you you think you're joining some fucking think tank. But prove it. And part of proving it is listening, hearing the other person out, it, it, it buzzwords and all. Yeah. And like you get, in the, you know, so you're not safe from it anywhere. No. Because you'll get to fucking like Birmingham, Alabama, and you'll go up at it. I've, I've done, I did a show in Birmingham, Alabama, at this place called the Syndicate Lounge, and I'll put that audience up against audiences in New York, L. A., Chicago, even. You know, like that. That was just like. You know, it's because they, cause they don't have a progressive culture okay. necessarily. So they bind together, and, like, it's a strong group that, like, goes to this oh, one good. venue. You know what that's I'm saying? Good, so it's like yeah. you've You've got more of that happening in the South now because everywhere else is like, "Nah, we're cool. <laughs> we, you know, we, we've proven that we're open-minded, so we don't even need to try anymore. Gotcha. It's like, no, no, you got to stay trying for the rest of your lives. Uh-huh. It's a lifetime commitment. Anyway, so—
0: I want to say you uh when you mentioned Portland, you just brought something up uh, in my jo great comedy club there
1: by the way Helium comedy Club great one yeah
0: last time you were here yeah. was with uh, Roho yeah 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 and we't don't, I don't I don't want you to retell the story. I'm just going to give uh, people if they want to go back to the last time you were here episode 225 is that what it was you told oh. a story yeah with you and Rojo about a comedy club in Portland where he had to console you remember that oh no it was a
1: comedy festival a
0: comedy festival yeah but it was in portland correct? it was in portland it yes. was a
1: uh, drunk comedy it was a Por- bridgetown comedy festival i did a show and it was a good uh, it was a good show i was on and i it, it's in my opinion i bombed hard and i hadn't drank in like a few months at that point just for no other reason than just to see if i could do it and that sent me spiraling off the wagon and I got wasted. And at the after party, yeah, ended up in the fucking stall with Rojo because he followed me in there because he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, no, that – and he was, he was like, dude, no, seriously. And I fucking cried on his shoulder because I bombed at a show where no one gave a shit. No one will ever remember that 10-minute set right. or that show right, right. or that, that venue. <laughs> but –
0: how is Rojo? He's not here with
1: you this no, week. No, he's not here this year. Um, he actually he's some he's somewhere this week. I forgot what where he just that's why he's not here. He had, he, he had prior engagements. He's doing good, man. Good. Had his first TV spot. He did, he did Conan. Oh yeah, like two months, two three yeah, months. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, that's right. How, how are, I want to know how are, you're still living in New York. I am. Yeah. How are things there?
1: I mean, I'll I'll, I'll I love it. I mean, I, it's hard to it's hard to live anywhere else if you're a comic you really loved the craft of comedy okay like uh, it's i just it's just the best city to do comedy in like of i mean and no i've never lived in japan so i don't know i could i find people like to come at you with that where i'm like oh, new york's the best comedy city like i don't know man you know kuala lumpur <laughs> has a great comedy scene you you get this believe you me you get this sort of shit right. on twitter <laughs> oh man i just think you know i'll tweet oh did a show night new york's the best People are like, I oh, don't know, man. You clearly never done comedy in you know fucking Copenhagen. And I'm like, well, I I I would love to, but and I actually am. I uh, in May, but oh, there you yeah. go. But uh, New York, it's just so fucking great, man. I, I love you. Got to you've got to love New York City to live there. I, I admit you you got to love it. It's an acquired taste. You know, it's excuse me. You know, it's it's the. Uh, I was just talking about this earlier. Ludfish. Lut, is that a thing? Lutefisk? Oh, no. lutefisk? Yeah. It's the lutefisk of cities. <laughs> you've what? Got, you've got to really love, what is it, salty fish? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Soaked in, what is it, lye? yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I
1: just heard about it. sounds fucking delicious. But I'm like a fish. It's not delicious. No? I've had it. It's disgusting? It's pretty disgusting. All right, so maybe not the lutefisk. It's so, worth trying to say I'll you do. I'll give did. it a try. It's a, but no, it's like, you know, you have to like that lifestyle. You have to like... I don't give a shit about you know. You hear when people move, it's it's really funny. And I'm gonna throw this out there, and this is definitely gonna piss some people off. Whatever, whenever the the conversation breaks out between L.A. and New York people, it is always motherfucking L.A. people who start it. Always, it is always, 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 always. Okay. It is. It is, and it's always some subtle like, oh yes, yeah, sorry, it's, we're not New York. You can't get a bagel, or it's always some like s- slimy, fucking, underhanded. And why is that? Because I think that people move to L.A. and a lot of people have to delude themselves into believing it's a real fucking life. Okay? For some people it is. But you have to be real goddamn successful. I think. Because I think if you're in like the... If you're the middle class of, of life in L A, it's 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 hard. I just read an article on
0: Business Insider, I think yeah. it was, it, uh, about all the homeless people. Two hundred fifty thousand homeless people in one of the cities there. They were show, They followed yeah. a college professor yeah. from the car that she lives in. They had pictures of her correcting papers sitting in her
1: car that she sleeps in, yeah. and then to her her teaching job at a university. Makes sense. I mean, look, L A is LA, LA has its wonderful things about it it really does great it does you know great comedy scene in LA great comics out there um it is you know it is beautiful certain neighborhoods are amazing but like it just you're disconnected in LA and some people like that and and those people are generally super successful they own a home in the Los Feliz Hills you know they're they're famous so they can't be around people all the time it actually makes sense yeah sure. you know um but I just don't think it's a better lifestyle just because you have a yard right I think, like, in New York, there's, like, yeah, you get fucking angry and, like, God damn it, shut the fuck up, move. But there's a tolerance level you develop being constantly around other people. What's your place like in New York? I live in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, a neighborhood that, you know, 10 years ago, uh, I've just heard this so many times, 10 years ago, I would never have set foot on my block block specifically. Okay. Um, It's a great neighborhood because it isn't ever going to be, like, gentrified the way Williamsburg Brooklyn was. Okay. Where it's like now just yuppie town central. Uh it's it's it still got it it still has its like rough around the edges element to it, which I love. Yeah. Um but it's very it's Brooklyn, you know. It's like you walk one block, it's, you know, uh liquor stores and and like, you know, uh Eastern African restaurant or Western African restaurants that are only open for 2 hours a day. You okay. know, um and, you know, uh, old-school Italian pizza joints that it seems like no one's ever in there, yet they have been open since 1952. Right. Like, how? Um, and then the next block, it's like artisanal, you know, cookie. It's an artisanal cookie stand. Sure. And, like, you know, uh, lobster rolls, uh, organic lobster rolls. Just and... as
0: long as it doesn't turn into all lobster
1: roll businesses. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like, bars, a lot of bars. <coughs> <And> then, <coughs> excuse me. But I mean, like, I'm a ten minute walk to the to the uh, uh, Q train, which I take to go to the stand. Because you have no car, and you don't need a car. You just don't need a car, and you can have a car. Some people do, but like, I love the public transportation element. I love the subways, and like, I love doing four to five spots a night, like real spots, not open mics, like real shows with real audience, and mm-hmm. the train. You could take it, or you can walk everywhere. can fucking. You know, and like even during the winter, when I landed here yesterday
0: mm-hmm.
1: or the day before yesterday, it was six degrees. Right. Welcome. It never gets that cold in New York. It gets cold. But a cold where you could still walk around, you know, and not feel like like here where it's like I I think my spleen is cold. Yeah. I experienced that yesterday. where I'm like, I feel like my lungs are cold. <laughs> Like, not because I'm breathing in cold air. Like, my lungs are actually shivering.
0: You're fro- you're freezing from the
1: inside out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, New York, it's, you know, the, 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 it gets cold, but it's like a warm, wet cold, if that makes sense. Um, but you just fucking walk everywhere, and you do all these spots, and you work out material, and you get better, and, like, you just ham it up with other comics, and it's like, those are just the nights, man. Those are, like, something I hope never—and I, and I get some people were never that into it, so they don't love what I'm about to say, but, like— you know, those nights where you're doing four or five spots and, like, you and a couple of the comics, you know, duck off between spots to grab food or you're at one of the clubs and you're having a drink or, you know, there's four of you and you all just did all your spots and now you're hanging out at a bar or at a restaurant or, you know, at the club still just talking shop and, like, really getting into it and that goes on for a few more hours and you've alienated everyone around you, Uh because people want to come up and say good set and hang out or whatever, but you're like, yeah, but you're just so into, like, the shop talk, and you're just in this world, and you're like, you know, people and people are like, oh, man, you know, you're so lucky. You don't have to wake up tomorrow and, you know, go to work, and it's like, yeah, but I work harder at what I do than you do at what you do. doesn't matter that I don't have to fucking, there's no schedule, except for, you know, my spot times, but, Mm -hmm. like, believe me. It actually annoys me when comedians, there's a thing... A, a a a joke that a lot of comedians use. It's not like stealing, but it's that whole like I only work an hour a night or right. whatever it is. It's like six hours fuck- a week, exactly. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you. Yeah. You and I both. If you really only work that much, you're probably a shit comedian. Mm-hmm. That's probably your best joke. Mm-hmm. Is the joke about how you don't work? <laughs> you know, because you work fucking. It may not be you. Can, maybe you can't quantify it in hours, but it's in fucking life. And you you definitely work more and harder, and it's fucking good. But then you talk about that, and you're you're in it, and you're just oh, and it's such a great. And you get home at three in the morning, and you've you know the the, the bit you had yesterday that wasn't working because you did the sets now works, you know, and you're excited about that. And you and this, and you're going to do this guy's podcast tomorrow, and you and this, you're going to this other comedian are going to do. Hey, you want to go do this show with me, you know, in fucking Long Island next week? Like yeah, and you're just oh, it's just this this life of. Just being in it, just being around other comedians. Jesus, you could be sets. a salesman
0: for comics in New York. I'm right? telling you, it's just <laughs> like,
1: and it and everyone's so good. That's the, that's the beauty of that comedy scene. Is it's someone you quit paying attention to, or, or 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 all of someone who like you just know is like another comedian, you know, and just like for a year or two they're just kind of around, and then all of a sudden. They go up there, and they do their set, and it fucking blows the room in half. And you're watching this, and you're like, holy shit. And you're like, oh, this is why you haven't heard much about them for the past few years. Yeah. They've been in the lab grinding this out, and now look at them. Yeah. And then the next year, they're just getting better and better and better, and bam, and they're fucking exploding. It's like, there's a reason why it's always New York comedians, mostly, who go to other, you know. When you look at who's big in L.A. right now, it's mostly comedians from New York or other cities. You know what I mean? And there are some fantastic L.A. comedians. Do not get me wrong. Who claims Tiffany Haddish? I think she might be in L.A. I don't, I'm not sure. Or maybe, I want to say North Carolina. Okay. I don't know why. Uh, Gerard Carmichael's from North Carolina, too. Um, and no, I'm not just saying that because they're both black. Jesus Christ. can hear. I can hear. The, I can hear. You know, I can hear. <laughs> All the people just
0: logging into oh, Twitter. Can, this mother.
1: <laughs> I can hear the fucking white guilt <laughs> fuckers. Get off on that, um, but I'm not. But I mean, like, with the exception of like, I mean, there are, there's a, there's a large couple handfuls of LA born and bred comedians who are great. Yeah, but I mean, for the most part, it's a ton of fucking. It's people who come from New York or Chicago, or like or like Atlanta or like other great comedy cities. But like, I really, fucking, it's just it's the best place if you really care about just the pure. Art form will stand up. Nice, it is. You're not going to beat it.
0: I'm looking at the time here. Yeah, yeah we're and, uh, we've been going a while. I just want a couple things. I really want to get to though. One of them. Yeah, I'm cu- I'm very curious about your reaction to this. Uh, you you did the show the best bars in America show yeah, a few yeah. years ago, and on this podcast I brought up once about Nye's Polonaise room, and you were like, "Fuck that place! It fucking sucks." Yeah, it's gone, right? it's coming back. Where? Really? Same spot. Like in 2 months it's opening back up.
1: I thought they built like condos or some shit there.
0: Over part of the spot, and oh. part of the spot is remaining and opening back up is nice.
1: Well, good. I hope they uh, sell shitty old fashions. <laughs> uh and uh, have the 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 one bartender was a nice guy. I felt bad for him. I just felt like we went in there and it was like, what is this? Yeah. I asked for I asked for like a whiskey neat and you gave me a fucking Jack and Coke. You know what I mean? Like it was just it was yeah, uh, maybe it'll be better though because yeah, I know it's, yeah, a, I, know it's a, I know it's a historic Nice Polynés right Yes yeah. yeah and they're like the food It's like eh, the the food It's food and I remember that It's like this is definitely food Yeah But I got that could be you could say that about numerous that get that happens Shit gets overhyped Sure and you actually try it and you're like Okay This is the ambiance not the actual product Yeah Well good for days. We drove past that today on the way to radio earlier, and I was oh, like, oh, okay. that was... Yeah. No, oh, okay. You were, the,
0: you were the first person I thought of when they announced it was coming back.
1: Well, <laughs> not if I have anything to do with it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You, you we know, wish them well, right? We wish you very well, yeah.
0: Uh, and then a few more things here. Acting. Have you do any more acting recently? It's uh, still coming out? Or you got something trying, scheduled? Like it's,
1: it's, it's very... Uh, still paying my SAG dues, if that uh, helps. Um Wait shit I just realized I'm, I'm delinquent on or I'm late I didn't pay December yet. Anyway, so um unions man, you know? They're great when you're fucking flush. And when you're not working it's like, oh, what's okay, you still want money?" <laughs> okay. Um I mean, I'm tr- I'm trying. I'm auditioning for stuff. I uh it's it's a tough sell, man. I I unfortunately have a very common look. You know what I mean? Like it really, I really do. It's you got a, to
0: get the beard going these days. I do have the
1: beard going, but even when I shave it off, it's like there are half a dozen people, guys, actors who are more who've been doing it longer than me. Who look who like? Oh, why would we need? well There's a, another rotund, sort of a, ethnically ambiguous guy. We got five <laughs> of those already with credits. You know, and so it's like, you know, I'm I'm trying. I'm auditioning. I've, I have new. I you know, left my old agents. I have new okay. agents now. You know, it's pushing for it, but we'll see. I mean, right now the only the only it has it been for the past few years. The only thing I have is this, and I'm extremely grateful for it. Oh yeah, I'm fucking extremely grateful for it, and I love it. Uh, and it's like this is you start you start to get to a point where you're like, well, if this is all it is, then fucking a, I'll make it the best version of this. Yeah, that I that I could possibly can, and um, and I have it's but i don't i don't really think it will be but it's also a thing of like cuz i think a lot of people get into stand up and the, they may not say it out loud openly that but like they always intended to move on to something else yeah to acting soul, just acting or just writing i could name half a dozen people off the top of my head who that's who've who've done that who i remember Ten years ago we're we're in the open mics together. Okay. And now we're like either only writing for T V shows or only acting in TV shows. And that's great. Um but whether or not I get get booked in something to act wise or write for something, I'll never stop doing this. Right. I on. never intended Good. to. This was always like gonna be the the core thing for me. You know what I mean? This yeah. was always gonna be like the main the main squeeze. So this was always going to be my lifeblood. So there you go. Gotcha. And then final thing I want to ask, uh, recordings. Anything planned? Anything? Um, I am really, really pushing to sell uh, uh, the, an hour that I did in Edinburgh this past year, that I did here last year, uh, a different hour. Really Trying to sell that shit. Yeah, we it, talked
0: about it in the last podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: exactly. So it's been over a year, and it's still okay. It's still just, wah. It's hard, especially because Netflix is trying to destroy stand up. I think by putting too much of it out there, it's, it's a bad thing to you, huh? I don't think it's. A, I don't think it helps. I think it. I think like at a certain you start to like. You. It should be a special thing. Specials should be special, and it should be hard. It's just, in fact, what I'm going through should be the norm. It should be a hard thing. Gotcha. They shouldn't just give specials out to fans. There needs to people. be
0: a new name, maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean, but like, but, like, they shouldn't just be hemorrhaging $50 million on one comedian's two specials. I'm sorry. That's just, come on. That's just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it's, use that money to really cultivate comedians who, like, are actually creating stuff and not just hiring groups of younger comics to write their material for them <laughs> or to like punch up their jokes uh-huh that happens yeah, and like I get it. you get to a certain point and you're selling tickets and you could pay these younger comedians to write the jokes I get it it's all fair I'm not saying I'm not taking shots at the actual artists themselves I'm saying it's just they it, it, netflix Netflix can make it's not like it does, I mean, there's plenty of examples of this, and I know we don't have time to go into it, but, like, they can make you or break you. It doesn't. It does, it's not like, well, people aren't going to watch specials unless we have, you know, five Chris Rock specials coming out. Then otherwise people won't watch stand-up on the show. Like, right. I don't believe that. Right. Your Netflix, people will watch what you put up if you put it up. They'll be like, well, i got to check this out. It's on the queue. Mm-hmm. Tom Segura, prime example. They took a fucking shot with that guy. Now he's... I'm glad you said that. That's the name
0: that popped into my head, actually. And he's awesome. Yes.
1: And it's because he's gotten the exposure and the now fame, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, relative fame of being a Netflix special comedian. It's like they took a risk on him and it paid off. Yeah. And I'm sure someone would go, well, what about this person? I doubt it. How many of those are there truly? Yeah. That you gave someone a special and it just kind of tanked. But now they're just... I mean, you, you hear this shit all the time where it's like... They they they're putting out you know fifty a uh, special a week in two thousand eighteen. It's like that's a lot, and now they're doing the half hours, and now they're doing the quarter hours. That's right. So it's like at a certain point, it's like now you you don't it's nothing has to be earned. You just have to get to a certain point. It's like well now now you're ready for your quarter hour. <laughs> and it's like no, you should have to fucking earn that quarter hour. It should be a thing that people push themselves to create great material for, but. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And I'm only saying that because I come from a time when no one gave a shit. So it could be a good thing. It could be the thing that propels stand up to a bigger level, all this.
0: Yeah, well, uh, just real quickly, like that, uh, you know, like a year ago, we were mentioning CISO as a place that's uh, special. And now it's gone. So
1: had a TV show sold to to CISO? CISO. No shit. Yeah. It was a bad month. It was like we went through all the protocols. Yeah, we had a, we, it was all, it was all like, all right, a couple more things, and then we're gonna start talking about pre-production, and then uh, this guy I wrote the show with texted me and was like, "Have you seen that the the head of CISO just left?" I was like, "Oh, that's probably not that big of a deal, right?" And then all of a sudden, you know, hey, we haven't heard from him in a week, and my manager's like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's got that's kind of strange," And then now two weeks, and okay, now they're saying. They're just kind of pausing to regroup, and, okay, now they're saying the regrouping's taking a little bit, and then it was just like, and it's over.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. But that's that's
1: corporate fucking greed right there, man. Yeah. Like, they should have given CISO. I mean, CISO, I I loved everything about CISO because they were actually taking... I hated their graphic design and their marketing. I thought their marketing was stupid, and I thought their, like, blue-gray colors were dumb, but... (laughs) Well, I thought they were putting out a lot of, like, original good shit. Yeah, I and subscribed. Were, I watched exactly. quite a bit. They were taking risks. Mm-hmm. And they were backed by motherfucking NBC NBC. Universal, yeah. who has money to hemorrhage. They Absolutely. have money to hemorrhage for a couple of years until the fucking CISO. And, and then in five years, could have been this great... Great thing.
0: Well, they could sell it to Disney.
1: Yeah, and then Disney buys it, and yeah, it's right, like, right. are you going to Disney? Or are you going to Netflix? No, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see. So it could have been one of the three. <laughs> exactly, It <laughs> could have been one of the three. Sean,
0: thank yeah. you. I could talk to you for so much longer, but uh, we know, got man. other stuff to do.
1: I do. I we got know. other stuff to do. So thank, some, thank, thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, people, come see the shows. Uh, check for tickets as soon as possible. Come see Sean and Greg Coleman and Chloe Radcliffe all working with you this week.
1: It, if he, I were if Acme. I were a gay man, it would be the perfect PC lineup. Right, you know, I might, I might try and just change. Like, you know what? I'm gonna, if gay were a choice, I would choose it right now, (laughs) just just for the fucking society's sake. You know? There you go. Yeah. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you for having me, Justin. Thanks, Sean.